0: that we stay focused as believers so the topic that I'll be dealing with this morning turn this upside down here uh, the topic I'll be dealing with is one that we're we have all have experienced and um, so I think that will be I trust that will be a, a, a blessing and real challenge to your heart here let's bow in a word of prayer Father, thank you for our time together. Great is your faithfulness. And now help me to um, bring out what th- some of the things I learned from it that we may apply to our lives. Life goes on. Challenges still arises. And um, we need to understand who we are and just how we should act regardless. So thank you for what you're going to do great is your faithfulness for voice in jesus name we pray and all the saints said Amen. the analogy of disappointment i want that word to just kind of sink right in because there's a tendency to be disappointed about something um, so when you say the analogy that we're in a, a lab now we're going to take this thing apart and, and, and see whether, you know, some things that we need to do in the whole process of disappointment. Defining the term. It is, it is caused by a serious flaw in one's expectations. It will require the proper information, thought, attitude, agenda, and action. Let me just pour this word out a little bit more. When we talk about uh, expectations, what type of expectations do you have? And what happens when it does not come to fruition? Couples get married. I do. They smile and everything else. And the next thing you know, uh, it's, it's shift from I do to I want, you know. Uh, I want to see a lawyer. I want to see, wh- why? Because of my expectations. Didn't meet up to my expectations. And so, that, so it starts sounding like a nasty word, but, uh, uh, but we all have expectations about things, and then you're disappointed. And the thing is, what happens to you when you are disappointed? Understand, whenever it goes awry like this, you go into the quagmire, of a lot of, of, of uh, negativities, you start thinking and talking and uh, that whole thing about negativities, uh, all because of this thing, uh, expectations. Thinking it through, believers have the capacity or capability of being disappointed. But is this acceptable for uh, to our Father, who is able to supply all of our needs? Are believers permitted to be disappointed? Now, a lot of times we're responding out of our our experience and say, Yeah, because I was disappointed. No, I put it on the table. Are believers permitted to be disappointed? When, where, and what should be your response? You see, it's how you place it. If you put fire in a fireplace, you know what it's going to do. Put it on your sofa and you know what it's gonna do it's still fire but the thing is is how you handle it everybody with me this morning so then when we talk about this whole idea of the analogy of disappointment see if you know how it works you always keep your cool you see uh, if you don't know how, how it's works you telling everybody what happened and you are and na-na-na-na, and I'm so sick of this and so you stay in that quagmire of negativity okay I think you got it so We'll use a he said, Joshua had a very serious problem, which we were using him. Uh, and Joshua said, "Alas, O oh Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to give us into the, land, the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would that we've been content to dwell beyond the Jordan." I'm disappointed, Lord, and I'm di- disappointed in you. Wait a minute. Are you listening to who he's talking about? Lord, why have you brought this amazing? Adam did the same thing. The woman you gave, whenever something goes wrong, guess who, who you think started, who they've been named? God. God, why did you let me go to? Because I wanted to. Don't ask the question if you want him to answer it. So, 3,000 men died. The military strategy failed. Many of his fighters were running for their lives. God did not give them the victory over what seemed to be a small conquest. Discouragement, terrors, uh, bewilderment, uh, tears, of bewilderment, disappoint, being disappointed ruled their moment. And so, Note, this was a dark day in Israel's history of conquest. When they thought that this was a small thing that I can handle, there's a lot of times we can say, I can handle this by myself. I don't need to pray about this. I'm, I'm good at this. This is, this is me, what I do right here. You know, I, I can handle this. I don't. But the Lord said, in all that ways, do what? Not. And what would he do? We keep on getting into that little, that little track Whether well, I, I can do this. I, 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 and the Lord says, you see? That type of eye I, I don't hang out with. When you think that you can do it yourself and not consulting me in my world where I know what's going to happen the next second and you don't know what's going to happen the next second and you're going to act like this. And so as we, uh, i I'll use that verse we'll be coming back to it, embracing the concept. Disappointment will always be the result of establishing and operating from a flawed position and expectations that happens when God is not honored in the process. When God is not what? Honored. When God is not what? Honored. Whenever we do something and we think we're smart and we do it without God, we dishonor God. Let me take a picture. Whenever we do that, we messed up in the spiritual world, and expect to be successful in the physical world. You've just shot yourself in the foot. Clarifying our thoughts for this, mo- this morning, let us consider a few snapshots on this uh, subject of, of disappointment. Here's our outline, number one, the, de- the effective course of action. Number two, the defeated cry. And number three, the direct cause. Defective course, defeated cry, direct cause. And this is, uh, this is in, in the lab here. Here's where we learn. We start off with the wrong move. And my question is, why did they make the wrong move? We'll see that. Why did they make the wrong move in the first place? That they had to cry in the second place. And then the Lord had to explain to them what happened. So, so we move to, to that, that that area here. So the defective and careless course of action. And we start off, but the people of Israel broke, uh-oh, here's now we start seeing some spiritual problems, right? But the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things. For Achan, the son of Carmai, son of Zebdai, son of Zirah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of the devoted things, and the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. Sometimes some of the singular things we do mess it up for everybody. He wanted to look good when he get to the promised land. So he's going to steal, you know, take some garment and then a little chump change. So he takes some gold, you know, and he's ready. He don't tell anybody else. He hides it because he's going to go in good. And his decision caused 3,000 men to lose their lives. Total defeat. Some of the decisions that you're making this morning, I want you to go back and look at them. And not only would it affect you, it has a tendency to affect those who are connected to you. And that's what, in the process, and, I, and I'm still learning, every decision I make affects my connectivity to you. So I had to keep myself in check because guess what, God's going to check me out later. So it's important that we keep that in place. And they returned, uh, let's see, uh, Joshua uh, sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near, uh, uh, even, even uh, east of Bethel, and said to them, go up and spy out the land. And the men went up and spied out Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, do not have all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up and attack Ai. Do not make the whole people to- toil up there, for they are what? Few. They are a pushover. Why should all of us go through all of this military stuff and struggle without, t- <laughs> this is chum change, this, this, this is a snack. So let, let's just go up and take this snack and keep on going. Wow. It's amazing, never underestimate your opponent their ability he's a small person I can overtake him he throws a couple of karate chops on you and, and kicks you and next thing you know, you know. and so uh, 7-4 says so about 3,000 men went up there from the people and they fled before the men of Ai they start running. Three, you had 3,000 men running. It gets worse. And the men of Ai killed about, uh, after, uh, I'm sorry, 30,000, uh, uh, 30, uh, 36, I'm sorry, uh, of their men and cast them before the gate as far as the what? See them and struck them at the, d- the d- descent and the hearts of the people Uh, Other people melted and became as water. They died. Out of the 3,036 men, this 36 died, and it blew them away. They're so used to having victory with the Lord. There was no loss. Oh, they had a few cuts and everything else, but no loss. But they lost 36. You know the impact of that? When you have good plans, and all of a sudden something goes drastically wrong, and you say, "This is not supposed to happen." And you're disappointed, you're discouraged. All of your plans and everything you're supposed to be doing goes down the drain. See, well, how does this apply to today? Well, We can put in a lot of uh, venues here. You can uh, be uh, planning uh, an outdoors picnic for the whole family and all these other things. And, I mean, you have everything set up, even a shelter in case it rains, everything. And then guess what? They don't uh, deliver the toilet booth. And, I mean, just a number of things do not happen. Uh, All the food is not there. I mean, just total chaos. Then the person who's supposed to be headed up, don't show up because they had a headache. Now, you're disappointed and angry. I don't hear too many. At that point, you won't have too many people saying, well, praise the Lord, right? You say, what went wrong? We planned it. We talked about it. This should not have happened in my life. What went wrong? But remember what it says. Remember the first verse? They left God out. Things will go wrong when you leave God out of your plans. And that's why the Lord says, I would the man would pray you know, all the time. And that you cast all your cares upon him. See, because he cares for you. I'll say, there's a vast difference between having uh, momentary setback. And, and a devastating disappointment. That's the difference between those two words, words, isn't it? A setback means, oh, well, we'll, we'll put it another day. A disappointment means you may as well forget about this, it's over. A lot of belief, a lot, some of you are having setbacks, you see, that should not produce disappointment. That's why I told you, just keep breathing. You know, if you can breathe through the day, then look like you'll be ready for tomorrow. The, the moment that you start looking back at all what could have happened, you just shut down. Keep do what, keep breathing, keep breathing. You might have a setback. Joseph had a setback, but look what happened on his comeback. There's a lot of folks who have setbacks, but you see what let God just come, come behind you, and boy, you have a tremendous comeback. Because if God be for us, who can be against us? And so this is what happens to these folks. We take the two, the defeated cry. Now, when we talk about defeated cry, then the the, the thing that I want you to look at is this. Whenever I say defeated cry, you're not crying for what's happening now. You're not crying for what happened yesterday you be crying about all that you lost back there. The defeated cry. When it hurts. The setbacks in our lives. And when we have those setbacks, it, it tears us apart. And so we now move to his defeated cry. And I want you to pay close attention to the defeated cry. Because we have a tendency to do the same let me tell you something there's sometimes we the Lord don't even recognize our and recognize our cries and guess what this is a situation where he will not wipe away your tears why should he when he told you to obey him and you didn't now you're crying you expect me to expect me to use my handkerchief No, 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 you're not going to mess my handkerchief off, you hard-headed rascal, you. If you think that's hard, watch what the Lord's telling. Watch how the Lord responds to them. Your tears don't mean a thing when you're outside of the will of God. Not unless you want to get back into the will of God. But Achan stole the the goods and hid them and, and now... It, Israel, 36 men lost their lives, 3,000, well, the rest of the 3,000 men, they're running for their lives, and, uh, and it says, then Joshua tore his, tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening, and the elders of Israel, and they, they put dust on their heads, and Joshua said, alas, O Lord God. Why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to give us to the hands of the Amorites? To destroy us? Would that we have been contented to dwell in the Jordan. Well, they complain there too, please. Lord, what shall I say then when Israel was, th- th- has turned their backs from the enemies? The Canaanites and all of the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and will surround us and cut uh, cut off our name from the earth. And what will you do for your great name? Well, that's not my problem. I didn't tell you to disobey me. But it's amazing, in his crying, he implicates God. Lord, look at the great loss. Then he says, look at what we're going to look like in front of everybody. If not, let me take a high level. What are you going to do about your great name? Lord, you really messed up here. I'm disappointed. We're talking about the analogy of disappointment. God permits you to fall on your face and will not pick you up. Being a hard headed child. He'll send the Holy Spirit to convict you and everything else, but you have decided to get up. Remember what it says? It says, if we confess our sins, He's what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The first step in reconciling this thing and turning this thing around is that you have to confess it. Does it look like He's confessing anything? He tore his clothes. They were praying until night and everything else. And after all the tears and everything else, they said, and they knew God. They knew he was a holy God. Instead of going to sin first, they said, Lord, we probably have sinned here. We don't know what happened. We sinned before you, God. Please forgive us. He didn't even start that. He started off with, here's what happened to us. What's going to happen to us? And what's going to happen to your name? I'm, I'm glad we have a Father that puts up with us. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let, let's keep it personal. Repeat that to me. I am so glad, I am so glad. that I have a God, that, have a God. That, puts that puts up with me. Every every time we we say things or we do things and. Uh, And God is strangely silent. Then when we mess up, he's he's still silent because he's waiting for us to recognize what happened and he'll forgive us. But in our silence, this is how gracious he is. In our silence, he has the Holy Spirit saying, You know that was wrong. Come on now. Stop it. Go to daddy. Confess your sins. He'll forgive you of all your sins. And the person who's so deep in their disappointment is, I don't know why God is doing all this to me. I have a position on the board. I'm doing this in the church. And I'm giving my money. And I come to church every, every Sunday. And, and I, I have my own quiet time and quiet room where I go. My war room that I go into. I don't know why God is doing all this. God says, because you disobeyed me. Now, if you confess... We can go on with our relationship. And guess what? The Lord don't linger on it too long. He won't talk about what happened yesterday all the time. You know why? You still have to live today. And you're already formulating your tomorrow. Every decision that you make today is formulating what your tomorrow will look like. Are, Are you hearing me? If you decide to spend more time with the Lord, if you decide to stay in his word that will be cleansing you, if you decide to do these all of these things, what you're doing now in preparation will come in fruition, uh, fruition when, uh, tomorrow as God can use that in your journey home to glory. Number three, the direct cause. Now God's getting ready to speak here. I think he, he, he should have a voice here. And the Lord said to Joshua, what did the Lord say to Joshua? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say, poor thing. He didn't say, I'm sorry. What did he say? Yeah. The next time you are out of the will of God and you know that you didn't consult him, understand what he said to Joshua is for everybody. He got a word for you too. He don't run out saying it. He'll say what? And, then, and notice what he said. Why have you fallen on your face? See, Joshua asked the question. What are you going to do about your name? He said, no, get up. And I want to ask you a question. Why are you falling on your face? Why are you down there? I fall down, can't get up. Yes, you can. Why do you fall down there? Why are you down there? Get up. boy. Now, this is the, this is, now, this is the God that is able to raise you up. See? And encourage you and build you up, but when you're outside of the will of God, you hear some harsh words. Get up, which means what? Your tears don't mean a thing to me. Your words don't mean a thing to me. Your your suppositions and everything else don't mean a thing to me. Get up. The moment you get up, you'll get yourself straight. Israel was, uh, has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings. You ask why? Here's the reason why. Here's the reason why 36 men lost their lives. The rest of the men out of the 3,000 were running. Their hearts melted. And then you can come to me about my name? My name was dishonored when you didn't obey me. So I'm going to worry about the effects of 36 men dying? The real pain started in the spiritual reign. Have you ever thought what it, how I felt about it? I'm holy. I will not let anything in my presence that's not holy. And what I've taken you through from Egypt and kept you and fed you folks like cornbread and everything, you mean to tell me now you're going to get the attitude? Get up. They transgressed. I'm, I'm done with am I'm, I'm done. Therefore, the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. They turn their backs before their enemies because they have become devoted to destruction. Now, here, now he really gets cold. Get this. Let's read together. I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. The things that you stole belong to me. He says, I don't want it back. I don't want stolen stuff back. What I want you to do is destroy everything Connected to it. If you want me to walk with you, and no, do said, "I will, I will not walk with you again, till so you have every reason to worry about the Canaanites and everybody else, because I'm not with you." But if God be for us, who can be against us? But no, now we got a problem here, and the problem here is that they disobeyed. What do you do? With the things God have told you to deal with. And you haven't done it yet. Unresolved issues. Anger. Unrealistic um, agendas. Above all, not consulting God through the whole process. So what do you think the Lord wants you to do? He wants you to get us mortify the deeds of the flesh. He wants you to confess it. And the first thing the Lord wants you to do before he does anything else is to get back in relationship with him. For if God be for us, what? Who can be against us? So he says, so he made. so, and God does, God does not, do we agree that God does not lie? So here's what he said. I will be with you no more. No, what part of no more you don't understand? Unless. And it now, see, when you see that word unless, unless means that. Now, that's God's grace. You see, now, if God was angry, he could have said, I, won't, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Forget it. There was a time that he did that. And he says, Ephraim have gone into his idols. Lead them along. That means when God give you up, that's it. But when, when God points out something in your life and then give you a decision, and that's where the unless, praise the Lord for the unless, is God's grace, is God's mercy, it's, it's a time to re- renew yourself and strengthen yourself before the Lord. Unless you decide not to do it. How do you use the unless in your life? For believers to be stable for us to uh, have be focused and functional, then we have to grab a hold of the bars have you have you noticed that um, it, I haven't been on on the train in a long time, but I know one thing if you're on the train and you're standing up you're not trying to be cool just standing up there like that that train will walk so you you hold you're holding on see nobody cares whether you're good uh, uh, how athletic you are because you're going to fall if you don't hold on and God says hold on to the unless and and use it I want you to understand that you don't have to be where you are unless you want to be there but if you ever want to be free then grace other word is unless that means I've given you a condition, a way out. That's the door. And you, have, you ever seen it with an exit only? That's the door out. No other way. Well, I think you got it there. The command, get up. The condemnation, Israel has said. The condition, determined, uh, termination, uh, God's uh, determination had an embedded condition. And we know what that better, uh, better condition was, right? What is it? <laughs> okay, at least, at least I feel good. Everybody walked out and at least they know what the word. I, I preached Sunday before, and everybody coming out saying, unless, unless. They're not saying I'm blessed. They're saying, unless. I mean, you, you learned your lesson. Praise God for your learn your lesson. Okay. So, so our observation is defeat is not an option for us to have in our thinking, words, or actions. Setbacks are possible, not defeat. You can have a setback, but if you have a defeat, that means it happens apart from God. Why? He said, that's, that's philosophical." It says that we are more than conquerors through who to Him that love us. If we're more than conquerors, child, been children of the King. Future mapped out and and all we have to do is call on Jesus and he'll set us free, and we're defeated then I need I need to find out how you define defeat Say, well, you know you don't know my ability well you see God is able to do exceeding and abundantly more than what we can even ask or think so tell me why are you? are defeated because what people say to you because of momentary situations why are you defeated remember the songwriter who said why should I feel discouraged why should a shadow comes I like the part where he says his eyes are on the sparrow and I know he watches me." And so as we talk about the analogy, the analogy of disappointment, there are some things, that, let me say this, there are some things that you will um, be disappointed in because of, of some of the plans you make. You know, well, this didn't work out, so I'm, I'm disappointed that, that it's not, okay? Um, I'll say this and shut Sit down. That's what preachers always say. I was playing on a computer. I like playing on the computer. It challenged my mind. I don't play chess. I had to learn to move that, but I play checkers. I choose the hardest game that they produce, and I play it. And the computer beats me every time. (laughs) I don't get an attitude. My fact is, see, you can add into the program. Every time that you win is, yay! Every time that you lose is, oh! It happened one time, two times. Let me go move it up a little higher. Ten times, fifteen. Let me move it up a little higher. Twenty times, oh! I wasn't listening to the all. I was studying how the computer moved. And when I studied how the computer moved, that meant that as far as it's making determinations, it says it's going to do this because they're programmed to do just that. So I learned the program of the computer. Somewhere in the 20s of, of, of the, oh, I heard, yeah, and again, yeah, and again, yeah. It, you know, down Rack could crack it up in his own room. Yeah, uh-huh. That's, that's me. That's me. You know why? I didn't let defeat cause me to, uh, to move into the area of disappointment. I don't like computers, and I will never go back to that game again. Oh, no. It taught me how to discern and keep moving had Joshua and his men stopped and said, you know what? We lost 36 men. We, we, um, and we know the only reason that we'll lose is because God is for us. That something's wrong. And and from night to that day, all the way to the night, they should have been praying and saying, Lord, would you show us what's wrong? You're a holy God. You never, you never put us out there and put us down. How you think We'll govern how you act. Get this? And how you act. Everyone is watching you that you will make an impact on. Watch it. And so, kind uh, of linger here. Um, hit that last one there. Uh, we kind of wrap it up things. Hey. Some other thing says, you, you should have. Just point it for me, uh, Roland. And so as we look at this uh, observation, it basically it should be coming up with the uh, one last thing. No? There you go, one last thing. There's a place for disappointment in God's personal agenda for each of us. But it's designed to redirect our thinking and actions so that it will stimulate our growth and glorify his name. Disappointments in our life is designed so it will refocus, so we can refocus to the glory of God. You're going to be disappointed with your boss. You're going to be disappointed with some of your friends. There are times where there are expectations you have. You're going to be disappointed. Keep living. You will be. But my concern is how do you handle disappointment? or was your or is your disappointment because you disobey god and you tried to do it by yourself then join the joshua club and get the joshua response what was god's response to uh, joshua yeah. see, see you folks see, i mean but I mean, you folks are getting smart here uh, and so, so you have the get up and unless see? When, you, when you understand that uh then you know that you're moving in the right direction You've been very patient. Class, come to a close. As we look at all that has happened and at all that has been said, we want you to understand that God wants us to say you could be disappointed in a lot of things, but never be disappointed in God. So we close it. I um, my my prayer for you this morning um is that you live in a way. That don't permit people to put all the praise and honor and glory on you. Make sure you're a mirror that reflects the Lord. And God was saying to them, your mirror is dirty. So whatever you're going to sacrifice to me, I want you to burn it. Be careful. You've been very patient. Let me pray for you. Oh, Father God, I thank you for the saints of God. I thank you for who's here at this time for what you're preparing us for. Help us, Lord, to understand um, careless planning is when we leave you out of the picture. Because your word says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct thy path. And so, Lord, help us just to be obedient for the best is yet to come. You're preparing us for glory. It won't be long before we see you face to face. And that will be great. But until then, Lord, help us to resolve in our hearts. As we were singing last time, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, I shall not be moved. And if there be one, one Lord, that have not made that decision to make you Lord over their lives by accepting Jesus Christ who died on the cross of Calvary for their sins, for our sins, to help them, Lord, to acknowledge that, that they're a sinner, they can't save themselves. And say, Lord, I hear by today, I'm going to take that unless, and I'm going to use it for my way out. And I pray for them, Lord. And pray for the saints as they're doing their planning and their thinking and everything else. May they be careful not to wind up in the quagmire of disappointment because they did not put you in the picture. Thank you for what you're going to do. Great is your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said,